You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. What's going on, Captain's Coach listeners? My guest today is Lindsay Ormus from St. Joe's University in Philadelphia. Lindsay is a senior captain for both the women's cross country and track teams. She'll be graduating in May with a degree in interdisciplinary and health services and two minors in psychology and animal studies. Lindsay also serves as the assistant coach for the Academy of Notre Dame de Amur High School for both track and cross country teams. She's a certified EMT and does work for two different EMT services as well. Today, we will discuss the unique way St. Joe's develops leaders on their athletic teams, the biggest challenges Lindsay has overcome as a captain, and the importance of leading by example. It was really a pleasure to have her on the show, so I hope you enjoy on another episode of the Captain's Coach Podcast. Hey, Lindsay, how are you doing today? Thanks for coming on the show. Good, Luke. Thanks so much. So being a St. Joe's two-sport athlete, two-sport captain, so where I want to start is what are some things that your program or at St. Joe's, what are some things that you do as a team that systematically builds or develop leaders in your teams? Oh, Luke, I think there's a constant flow of things that people can do to become better and stronger leaders Um, on my team specifically. Well, not even specifically, but on a team in general, I think it ranges from anywhere, um, from keeping people accountable, as far as practice goes and the weight room goes and then um, eating and sleeping on the weekends and doing the right things uh, all the way up to actually when you're out on the track or out on the course performing um, as well as academically. And I think that my team does that really well. I think that there are more natural leaders. um, So systematically to build a leader, you have to want to be a leader. Um, And I think that there are more natural leaders on my team. um, And I think that my coach has chosen those captains uh, specifically for those reasons. Um, So as far as how our school does it is there's actually a thing called a leadership academy that is all the athletes um, at St. Joe's are like, there's specific athletes that are picked from all the athletes to attend these meetings every couple months. Um, And we have guest speakers come in. We have, we do like games and like stuff where we like learn about leadership and how to be a leader and how to be better um, on and off the field, which is really cool. And it's just for athletes, which I think is really great because we're who we want to interact with and we're who we want to be. So I think being surrounded by other people who also want to lead and set an example is a really great thing that my school does through this leadership academy. So that you guys meet once a month for that? We meet about once a month, once every two months. um, And it's one person from each grade on every team. So there's four people typically per team um, that gather together and and everybody just gets to kind of like mingle and meet each other. And, you know, you may not know somebody on the lacrosse team, but you sit at the same table as them and you get talking and, and then you have like, you know, more and more friends of like greater like value because they're sharing in the same things that you want to, you know, do and share. And so I think it's like really great. It's a really motivating factor and it's a really valuable thing that we have here. And is that the same four people from each team go 
every time to these meetings or is it something yeah. that coaches nominate a different person every month? No. So our athletic director actually started this whole thing this year. Um, and each coach picked a team member from every grade. So this team member represents their team uh, at these meetings. Mm -hmm. And we go, like I said, pretty consistently. And I think it's really great because it's kind of like a go between, between like our administration and our um, athletes because they have a, like we have a voice and we can talk about things that are bothering us and how we like can do better and, and fix things and even as little as like we were like we're taught how to like connect with our coaches on like more of a scene level not like hey I'm really angry because I didn't get playing time how do I address this you know we kind of mm -hmm. take a step back and, and we learn how to do those kind of things so that we can bring that into our team and, and better our team's attitude and better our teams you know all around yeah, that sounds great, and it's similar to to what I've I've heard other programs do as well. Mm -hmm. Some sort of a, a leadership council or a leadership retreat. Mm -hmm. uh, it's cool that you guys do this consistently, month after month. Um, is there opportunity for you specifically to bring what you've learned or some of the exercises? Do you ever bring those back to your team as a whole, or maybe? small groups within your team to kind of practice these skills or kind of go over what you guys learned at uh, that month's session or anything like that? We do. So I talk with like the girls about what we went over um, at the session. For example, this past weekend, we actually had one of our sessions um, and it was all about like diversity and the inequality in America, which was like really cool to talk about as athletes, you're in a safe place and athletics as a whole are, are very diverse. So it was very like open and honest and we actually played this cool game that this woman invented um, that like displayed how inequality between races and genders and even sexual orientation is in America. Um, and so I bring some of those things into my own personal thoughts and feelings, as well as try to bring that kind of attitude into the team, like be accepting, try to be like open and honest with people and they'll be open and honest with you and, and mm -hmm. just try to give everybody a chance. And so that, I mean, that was just a session this past weekend, but we've had sessions on, like I discussed a little bit earlier, like how to talk to your coach and like how to address things with other people and mm -hmm. just how to like be a role model and, and lead the right way. And yeah, I, I absolutely tried to instill that in my other teammates who don't get the privilege of going to this uh, meeting. That's awesome. And yeah, that seems uh, another constant theme I've heard throughout my conversations is um not just focusing on your leadership in terms of on the field or on the track or in the locker room, um, but also kind of a holistic person uh, model, of, you know, developing, you know, you just talked about some different aspects of just society at large um, that you guys are able to discuss and kind of work out your own thoughts and feelings about those, and bring them back to your team. So I think that's always an important piece mm -hmm. of leadership is showing that you care, um, about the person and the individual as a whole, not just what they're doing athletically. So on, on top of that, you know, it's great that you're bringing those things back to the, um, mm -hmm. to the team. And I'm sure that does a lot for, for trust and some cohesion. Are, are there any other things that are kind of unseen or, or behind the scenes um, that you all do that really promotes any sort of leadership development or, or team cohesion specific to either one of your teams? Um, unseen as far as, that goes I'd say that our captains are really in touch with each other and we communicate a lot um there's not a lot that we're as far as like being unseen goes I don't think we we more so just like try to lead by example and be role models and 
be there for the girls, whether they're struggling outside of track or inside of track. We try to like talk to them. I mean, we had a psychologist come in and talk to us a few weeks ago. Um, and then as far as like I was saying earlier, there's a girl on my team who's a, who's one of my co-captains and she did a little craft for us for our conference meet. And it was a little, not booklet, but it was like a couple pieces of like note pad paper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, each of the captains wrote one word to describe each of the girls on this paper. So they got it and it would be anything from like remarkable, strong, um, fun to be around. Like it was something that was there and it was small and it was, you know, behind the scenes to start Elaine came up with this idea and we kind of did it as captains for the rest of the team. Um, but it was something that was, I think really important and gave the girls confidence going into that meet and just like to know that people see the greatness in each other on our team is, is really important feature. Yeah. Wow. That's actually one of the coolest things I've heard from, from a captain, um, or a group of captains doing for their teammates uh, on so many levels that, that had to have had an impact on your teammates and, and the rest of the girls on your team. I mean, um, from, from letting them know that you care about them as individuals, um, that you, you see the hard work that they're putting in day in and day mm -hmm. out and they may not get recognized for it on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the cohesion and, and the trust that you guys all have to, to do that and give it back to them. Um, it, 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 that's actually really, really cool. Um, thank you, Luke. Take note of that. Um, it was, it's definitely shows the girls that they're more than athletes. We're not just exactly. looking at like, Hey, you're going to score points. Like, Hey, you're an important person and we want, and we need you here. And mm -hmm. I think that that's one of the most important parts of being a good and a strong team is being able to trust each other and being able to appreciate each other, um, on and off the track court, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And I think it speaks volumes to your guys' culture on the team. And I'm sure that just has enhanced your culture even more um, mm -hmm. that, that they're able to, to feel that they can contribute, um, mm -hmm. whether it be on the track or, or off the track, mm -hmm. that they're contributing in some way or another to the, to the overall culture or the environment that you guys have created. Absolutely. Um, what has been your favorite story um, during your time as a captain? So it actually kind of goes – along with the whole little booklet or mm -hmm. I don't know what you would call it it's like a couple pages it's not really a book um but it kind of goes along with that we like had a really bad experience at our Atlantic 10 meet which is our conference meet the year before this past um season so mm -hmm. we went into the season really trying really trying to like make it a more positive season and, and more positive as in like happiness and in like strength and performance on the course. So we were taking that trip. We went down to Richmond, Virginia, um, and the bus ride was really great. And that's when we like gave, like we like were filling out these like little papers and stuff. And then in the hotel room that night, we like gave them um, all the little papers. And mm -hmm. after the race, uh, it was like, I mean, it was fun. Like the whole trip was just really fun. Like even like pre-meeting, we were like all in a really good mood and like everybody was happy to be there. And it was like a very good group that was there. We were really tight. Um, and after the race, again, it like just didn't go how we wanted it to. And it was like really mm -hmm. deflating and stuff. But one thing that I like really, really remember and it'll stick with me forever is after the race, it was my <laughs> last Atlantic 10 conference cross-country race because I'm graduating this year. Mm -hmm. Um 
the girls were kind of flat. Our coach was kind of flat. Um, and it was just not, not the performance that we wanted or expected or should have had as the team that we were this year. But I kind of grabbed the girls together and, and I huddled them up and I just said, you know, thank you so much for showing me that like this sport is not just all about the race or the time. It's, it's about the time you spend with the people and the relationships that I got to have with these girls. And it just, it's really like touching it. It gives me goosebumps right now because it was such a little moment. It's not like a big, great story, but it was something that I will hold on to forever because the girls kind of just like turned their attitude around and they were like, okay, that was a crappy race, but like, we're going to do better and it's going to get better. And like, we're a team and we're strong and we'll get past a couple of these, you know, cruddy seasons to get to something greater. And we actually did better. Um, we came back the next two weekends, we had a, a regional meet and then we had a, it's called the ECAC. It's like mm-hmm. the Eastern part um, of the United States. They all like run together and, and we had those two meets and we showed up pretty well. And the regional meet was actually the worst weather I've ever run in my whole life. Uh, and it was like hard for any team to really do well. I mean, you had the best girls, like some of the best girls in the country um, running pretty bad times for the course that we were on. So it was, it was another one of those moments where we had to like stick together and like kind of pep each other up and be like, Hey, it's pouring and there's six inches of mud on the ground, but like, we're going to get through this together and like, it's going to be okay. And I think everybody really showed their strength that day um, by completing that race and just like having a good attitude about it and like having fun. And then, you know, going back into the ECAC the week after that, uh, just really showed the girls, like, really, I mean, we all really just cared and, and didn't give up after the Atlantic 10, and I just, like, it's a, it's a meaningful story that my last three races were so, like, full of emotion and full of, like, love from the people that were around me, and so it's not really, like, a great story, but it's, like, a moment that I'll hold on to forever, for sure. No, that is a great story, and, and it kind of, you know, shows a time a, a conflict or adversity that as a captain, you handled really well, you handled yourself and, and were able to, to motivate the team to kind of come back from a little bit of a setback. Uh, th- that resilience is such a big piece of, of a team um, and, and it's success moving forward from a, from a time mm-hmm. of conflict. And, and we have a, a, the first tenet of leadership that we teach at the captain's coach is that everything rises and falls Yep. with leadership and and another one of the tenants is that leadership is is a service and i kind of think you embodied both of those tenants um after that after that a10 meet um mm-hmm. you know kind of sh- being the the beacon of resilience of optimism kind of moving forward and it just shows that your team kind of followed along right right there with you um and kind of had your back and had everybody's back at the at those next three races and kind of made the the end of your your cross country career really, really memorable and like sure. yep. really, a, a bigger experience than just sports and, and for sure really what we're trying to accomplish at, at the end of the day when it comes to athletics, especially at the, the high school and college level. For sure. Um, outside of, you know, that kind of challenge, um, being a two sport athlete and as well being a, a captain in, in two sports that are more individual by nature, but you're still the captain of the team. What have been some of the biggest challenges as a captain um, that you've come across? So that's like, that's a fun question for me. It's not as much of challenges as I looked at, like, just like little hurdles, not to be funny, but like little (laughs) hurdles that I had to get over. Um, In past captains, I saw 
a huge challenge for them was connecting with grades that weren't their own. So they were all caught up in, hey, I'm a senior, I'm graduating, I can go to the bar now, I can, you know, grow up, like, I'm grown up, I'm getting a job, blah, blah, blah. And they kind of had a disconnect between the younger kids such as myself and their own grade. Um, so one of the things that I knew was going to be a challenge, but I was ready to tackle coming into this year was like really getting to know the younger grades. And I'm like a really big people person. I love talking. I love like making friends, having friends. Um, so one thing that I like took into this year was I got an eight meal a week meal plan at our cafeteria, which is like not something that seniors typically do. They like finally cannot eat at the cafeteria and they like come home and they cook and like yeah. have like their own schedule, their own meals, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so it forces me to go to the cafeteria eight times a week, um, and sit with the freshmen and the sophomore who don't have, um, their own kitchens and, and can't go home and like, just like make pancakes and just like relax. Like they're eating whatever is in the cafeteria and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'll sit there with them and I'll have dinner with them or breakfast with them and talk to them and like really get to know the younger kids, um, which aren't like kids anymore. They're grownups too, but get to know the younger grades. And I've formed bond with the, like bonds with these girls and guys, like our boys and, and girls teams are really close. Mm -hmm. um, that are some of them, some of them are closer to me than my own grade are. Yeah. So it's like, it's really cool because that was like a challenge. I even think some of my other captains um, face sometimes they're like oh like sh you know she said this and she's living in a dorm and she's a freshman and I don't know how to handle it and it's like oh no problem like I got it like I, I know them really well like I can talk to them about like whatever and so that's something that I'm personally like really proud of that I saw as a challenge and I kind of have overcome and then as far as like a challenge that I feel like sometimes I lack a little bit it's like I want to be a friend and a like leader so it's sometimes hard because I'll see like one of my best friends doing something wrong in the weight room and it like stinks to be like, Hey, like you're doing that wrong. Cause like they're your best friend. You don't want to get like, you know, have like an issue mm -hmm. between the two of you. But I do try to like mitigate um, like those problems and try to like be a friend and be a captain at the same time, because I know that there's like a fine line of both. Um, but I really try to like, I'm not, I'm not a dictator. I'm not trying to stand there and tell you what you have to do or that you have to do like this right or whatever. And I just like try to approach it from like a friendly standpoint. And it's, it's been a challenge because sometimes you're like, Oh, like we've showed you this 15 times. Why can't you do it correctly? Or why can't you run faster? But it's like, all right, like what happened in that race, you know? And mm -hmm. So that's a challenge that I'm still facing. And we're in our indoor season right now, coming close to our Atlantic 10 um, indoor championship. And there's girls who I think are underperforming for what they can do and myself included. So it's really been a challenge to like keep everything like in line and keep my own attitude and my own races in check while trying to like help other people and like be there for other people as well. So I think all of that like encompasses like the challenges that I personally face as a captain. Yeah, I think especially in such an individual sport that it takes a lot of your own focus and a lot of your own um, mental capacity to kind of focus on yourself to perform well, since it really is just you and only you when it comes to that competition, but, but knowing you're responsible for everybody else. And one of those things you just mentioned, kind of the difficulty in, in getting your friends' faces on some things, it, it reminded me, a conversation I had uh, two days ago, um, Dr. Gregory Dale from, from Duke's uh, Performance Psychology and, and Leadership Development Program, he, he mentioned um, 
an idea. It was, it was called balancing accountability and empathy um, and trying to find the balance between, you know, being understanding, being kind of more of the, the friendly attitude, but then also balancing that with, you know, where do you draw the line and drop the hammer? Um, Absolutely. Where do you, where do you start to kind of stop caring about the outcome of that and worrying about if that person's going to like you less or respect right. you because of that? Cause right. at the end of the day, you know, if and especially on a team like yours where everyone knows that um, that culture that you guys have built has made it okay for you to call somebody out because at the end of the day, they know that you're just trying to make them better. So absolutely. And, and, and that's what makes that, that culture and that team cohesion so important. So it, it allows you as a captain and as a leader to put the pressure on those around you and they, and you can do it without being worried about what the outcome of your relationship outside of the athletics would be. Absolutely. So I think that those are, those are two big pieces. And, and I really like how you handled the, um, the, the younger grades on your team, you know, you kind of identified a problem um, from the start, you know, something you experienced and that you saw other captains that maybe didn't excel as much or, or the, the, mm-hmm. upper, the upper grades when you were uh, freshman or sophomore, you understood what you would have liked to see. And then as a captain, you remembered that and you kind of went mm-hmm. back and tried to fix that as best you could. And I think that's mm-hmm. something that comes from um, a reflection that leaders need to do um, uh, constantly. Absolutely. Um, so outside of, um, those things, who is the best captain you've ever experienced firsthand and why? So firsthand, I would say she was one of my really good girlfriends through college. Um, her name is Sarah Regnall and she was a junior when I was a freshman and she was just a ball of light and a ball of energy and, and her senior year, she wasn't captain until her senior year, but she really excelled academically, athletically, socially. She always set an example um, on the weekends or, you know, even just like during the day, like of, of the person that I wanted to become, I wanted to be like everybody's friend and I wanted to just be like happy presence at practice and kind of take the stress off of people. And Sarah did a lot of that for me and for a lot of other people. I mean, I would be on the line like or getting ready to go to the line before a race and she'd just be like hey breathe like you got it like you're so fit right now and it would just like really just like her voice and her presence would really just calm me down um so I think she exemplified all the characteristics of the captain that I wanted to be and she really like as a freshman and her being a junior we were really close friends and as a senior and as her being a senior and me being a sophomore we were still really close friends and we still hang out like to this day um she's in like adult life she like has a full-time job and stuff and I'll try to go up to New Jersey and see her once in a while but she's a really great person and she really helped me get through some personal stuff and she also really showed me what it was like to be a great leader and a great athlete and just a great human being in general and I think that kind of embodies a lot of what being a great captain is first and and foremost you have to be uh, a good person that was something that Mm -hmm. a conversation I had with Morgan Wooten, who's one of the, the greatest basketball coaches of all time, he, mm-hmm. he, you know, I asked him, what, how do you identify what makes a great leader? And the first thing he said was, well, what kind of person are they? Right. And, and that's first and foremost. If you're a good person, you're already on the right track. And if you're doing things away from being a leader and it's just kind of your, your daily mm-hmm. habit to kind of go out of your way to help people, then, then you're already 50% there. And, and that goes back to what I said about the natural leaders. Like, I feel like there are people who are, are more of a leader 
in nature than other people are. And, and that's okay. And for a leader to be a leader, there needs to be followers, uh, which was one of the most important things that I was ever taught. It's not just about, hey, it's a one-man show. You're not leading anyone if there's no one following you. So yeah. you got to kind of be a role model and be somebody that people want to be like and, and want to model after. So I think that what you just said is, is super important. It's all about the person that they are at the core. Yeah, exactly. And then, the, and then the second big piece of that, and I think is one of the biggest responsibilities of a captain, is setting a, a good environment for people to thrive in, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to change the entire, uh, I, I guess, like feeling or mm-hmm. the feeling in the room, you know, when a person walks mm-hmm. in and your day instantly brightens up or when the person in the locker yeah. room and everyone calms down a little bit or you know, sure. when someone has that capability, it, it speaks volumes to their ability as a, as a leader, because at the end of the day, leadership really comes down to influence. And if you're yeah. already influencing an entire room and everyone's mood changes, that is, uh, that is paramount to what leadership is. So mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a great example, uh, twofold reasons why, why she made uh, such a good captain and such an impact on your life. Absolutely. Um, so all everything you've talked about has 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 been amazing, Lindsay. Um, you've given Thank you, examples left and right of what you can do as a captain, um, especially in some tough circumstances. Is there any other advice you would give fellow captains today, or anyone aspiring to develop their leadership skills to become a captain? I would say take every opportunity that you can get. Uh, that was something that really helped me at St. Joe's. I was constantly going to like weird like talks on campus, whether it was like about mental health or about about leadership or about anything like that, and take the chance to really get to know your teammates. I think that's, you know, goes back to what I was saying about the cafeteria. Like, if you don't know who you're standing on a line next to, mm-hmm. how do you expect to be, you know, an influence on them? And you don't even know what they're going through. And I've definitely messed up a few times is that, you know, you, you make assumptions, you know, somebody races crap and you're like, oh, like, you could have run so much harder. Like, why did why you slack off? And they might have stuff going on internally or stuff going on at home that you don't see, especially with us in college. Uh, we're yeah. away from our family. We're away from our pets. We're in a different routine now and in a different lifestyle. And so I, I just, like, encourage people to take every opportunity they can get, get to know people on, on a more personal level, not just like, hey, that's my teammate, you know, walking through campus. Like, that's, that's my friend walking through campus. Um. And I think that that has really made me the person and the leader that I am today. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. You know, there's so much education and so much um, knowledge and, and value out there today. And it's so mm-hmm. easily accessible. Um, that, mm-hmm. that would be the first thing I would say as well, educate yourself as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, as a captain or as a leader, you got to know the, the people you're leading on a personal level. So hundred percent great advice uh, for any, for any captains out there. So to, to kind of wrap up um, along the conceptual lines, uh, I love asking this question because I get a different answer every time. Uh, what is your definition of leadership? So I guess my definition of leadership goes pretty much full circle to what I've said this whole time. Like in summary, basically lead by example, be the person that, someone can look up to and someone can look forward to seeing and I, I guess just be the person that you want to that you want to be like 10 years from now like if you're not chasing a goal or, or chasing you know greatness then what are you doing it for and I think that that's what makes a leader a leader is that they're always out there putting their like 
best foot forward and doing the best thing for themselves as well as doing the best thing for the group that they're with, whether it be a team or an organization. Mm -hmm. And so it can relate to professional life as well, like in a work setting, you know, you want to be a leader, you want to stand up for what's right. And so I feel like just the biggest thing about being a leader is, is being a role model and being somebody that the, the people, like I said, can look up to and lead by example. And just all those like corny little things that we said before kind of encompass my definition of leadership. I think that's, that's the best one that I personally can come up with. Yeah. Being the leader that, that you would want to follow yourself. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I think that's a, it's a great, a great way to really boil it down. And, and like mm-hmm. you said, it's encapsulated pretty much the the entire conversation we had. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to go along with that definition? Um, either a couple of the biggest responsibilities a team captain has, or maybe uh, the top two or three characteristics that make a great captain? I think honestly, I really, you need to lead, like you need to lead and perform on and off of your, like in and out of your sport. Um, So basically just be the best person you can be, be patient with people. and, you know, be, be a voice. If, if you want to be a leader, if you want to be a captain, you have to be able to, to say things that are uncomfortable sometimes or talk to people that you may not want to talk to or do things that you may not want to do. And, and that's part of standing up for the group as a whole. You know, personally, you may not want to say something to coach because you're like, oh, it could start a tip between us. But if it's something better for your team and, and that's going to get you guys somewhere in, in like a, a greater place, you need to step up and you need to say that and have those conversations and, I think those are like, those are really big responsibilities of the team captain. It's, it's to basically be the voice of the team and, and be a fair voice at that. Don't, you know, pick favorites or only talk to this group. And, and like I said, it's really important to get to know everyone. If you're a team captain, you need to, you need to kind of extend yourself a little bit more than you would if you weren't. People look up to you and people are, are counting on you to do the right thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I lead by example you know, take a stand and, and really get to know everyone. And, and I think that those are the, the biggest responsibilities of being a, an athletic team captain. Yeah. I think that interpersonal skills, uh, that, that empathy and that, uh, emotional quotient, the, the EQ, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. those are probably the most important characteristic you could have as a captain. Cause without it, you know, if, if you don't have the personal skills or the under, the ability to understand the, the attitude of your team or the, the mental standpoint of your team. It's, it's really hard to make any kind of decisions. And then I love what you brought up there at the end. Um, you know, the courage it takes to either one stand up to your teammates or to kind of stand up to either the program or a coach or, or not really stand up, but be able to voice mm-hmm. the opinion. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, one of my previous conversations, we were talking about courage is the first virtue because without mm-hmm. it, you can't act on any of your others. So I think absolutely. Those are two great characteristics. Great quote. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I definitely butcher it every time I, I, uh, I say it. <laughs> I can never remember who, who actually um, said it first or who it's attributed to. But uh, <laughs> well, uh, shout out to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Lindsay, before I let you go, I know you're, you're wrapping up, getting ready to go to practice, but I know you have a, a favorite quote um, written down about leadership or, or coaching. And I would love to hear it. It's not necessarily about like directly towards leadership. I mean, it is, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and it's kind of how I have, I have, my dream is to coach. Um, and it's kind of how I picked that dream and how I'm looking at pursuing that dream. And it was from, it's actually from a leadership development career in sports forum I attended this past summer. 
And if I can get, oh, it's from, let me see if I have a person name. I don't have the name written down of who said it, but it was from one of our speakers at this mm -hmm. forum, um, which by the way is another thing I would tell people to do. If you're in the NCAA, you need to go to the Leadership Development Forum, look it up, um, shout out. But there's a quote and it says, if you don't wake up in the morning excited to pick up where you left off yesterday, you haven't found your calling yet. So I think that really, like that really touched me and that was the point where I was like, I won't, I want to stay in the running world and I want to coach and I want to be a leader of a team, you know, that is my, like my team one day. I want to, I want to mm -hmm. be an example for the girls, just like I've had coaches that were examples for me. Um, and I can't really picture myself like doing anything else. I want to wake up in the morning, like excited to go to work and excited yeah. to see my team. And, and so that's how I kind of decided that I really want to pursue the, the coaching um, career and, it's kind of how I wake up every day. It's like, all right, we have practice. I'm like getting pumped. Like I go into the locker room and like, I'm like a big, big pepped up one. I'm like, guys, we're going to work out. Everybody's like, we got six hours of sleep last night. We're exhausted. And I'm like, no, it's good. Like we're going to have fun. <laughs> I, love so it. I think that that's like, that's really important. Like you got to wake up every day and be like, I'm ready to do this. Like today's going to be a great day. It's going to be a party. So that's, that's, that's awesome. how I look at life. It's so, so funny. I was just talking um, with my girlfriend last night. We were talking about, um, so I don't know if you've heard of him, Gary Vanerchuk. I don't even know how to say his last name, but he has a thing about um, feeling bad for people who get the Sunday scaries because Sunday's his favorite his favorite evening because yep. he's about what he's going to do on Monday, and he's had to work all weekend to pick up on Monday where he left off Friday. So, Absolutely. Uh, you're not alone in loving that quote. Um, but uh, thanks again, Lindsay. Thanks for coming on the show. A lot of great insight. Um, good luck with uh, the rest of the indoor season, and then and then the outdoor season come springtime. Best of luck with everything. Thank you, Luke. I appreciate that. Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Luke Bullet. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.